What up, people? It is Thursday, November 29th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast. Um, hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, I had a few days off, so I had six day weekend, so I definitely enjoyed that. Uh, kept it pretty low key and quiet. A lot of my family was out of town, so I was able to just spend some quality time with my brother this Thanksgiving, so that was really cool. Um, got a chance to see a couple of really good movies. If you haven't seen Creed 2, although very predictable movie, um, I think it was really good. I think it had a pretty good storyline. Uh, really don't see where they can go after this, but uh, definitely enjoyed that. And also I saw the movie The Green Book, uh, which is based on a true story about a black pianist. And I think this was probably in the 1960s sometime. Um, he had embarked on a concert tour through the South and he had hired a white driver. And as you know, in the 60s in the South, uh, for one, minorities weren't necessarily accepted at that point, but also having a white driver drive a minority, uh, that was another issue. And I just thought it was a really good movie. Um... You know, it definitely held my interest throughout and just to watch the bond between uh, the two main characters and how they became friends at the end. Uh, I thought it was just a really good movie. So I would highly recommend both of those movies, Creed 2 and The Green Book. Uh, apparently, The Green Book has not gotten um, a lot of fanfare and uh, the sales are down. But if you get a chance, I highly recommend it. I think it's a good movie. Uh, now I want to go ahead and get into the serious stuff and get that out of the way early in this podcast. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on is Ivanka Trump and her use of her own personal email to conduct White House business. Um, I don't see what the difference is between what she did or is still doing and Hillary Clinton and her emails, which that's what Trump based his whole campaign on, pretty much. And all of the chants of lock her up that they're still chanting now, uh, nobody seems to have a problem with these emails now. They say it's, it's a different situation, but if you're using your personal email to conduct White House business, either way, it's not a good look. Uh, and I think it's against the law. So once again, it just shows the hypocrisy of this administration and the people that support this administration how stupid and ignorant they are. Um, you know, if it's good for one, it's good for everybody. So it's just a shame that the same rules don't apply to everybody. Um, also, GM uh, has announced some closures uh, to some of their American sites and facilities. And I think it was 14,000 people that were going to be laid off. Um, so not sure how people are enjoying all of this winning we're doing. And now he wants to, and when I say he's the dude in the White House, he's threatening GM with uh, subsidies to remove the subsidies for electric cars. And, I mean, all this dude is, does is make threats to everybody who opposes him or makes him look bad. And it's just so stupid and childish. I'm just, I'll be glad when I can just go two or three days without this dude embarrassing us as a country and just being an embarrassment of himself. Um, also, the whole climate change 
uh, document that came out from the government of scientists that he doesn't agree with. He's not a scientist. I mean, this is very frustrating to listen to this dude talk and to hear how people defend this administration. Um, you know, I've talked to people and they'll say, oh, he's made a couple of mistakes, but he's done some good things. And I can't think of one good thing that he's done. Maybe he's done one or two, but the things he's done the most is just embarrass us as a country. And he, the dumbing down of America is almost complete. We have definitely lowered the bar significantly uh, for people to hold this position. So uh, I don't have necessarily anything good to say about this dude. Uh, again, just a national embarrassment. And I'm ashamed of where this country has gone. Uh, also, here in my area, uh, the grand jury is hearing the case of Amber Geiger. Uh, again, that's the former police officer that shot uh, Botham John, the black guy that was in his apartment and she went to his apartment, apparently mistakenly thinking it was her apartment. Um, the grand jury is currently hearing testimony and evidence to see if they're going to indict her. And I have a really uneasy feeling about this. I, I definitely have a feeling that she's going to walk. And that's only because uh, history shows that in these type of situations where it's a white police officer um, and the victim is black, that it's unlikely that they'll be charged. Uh, we did have another case earlier this year where a police officer was charged um, and he's going to do some prison time. But it's going to be minimal, though. I mean, he killed a dude and he'll get three or four years. So, but I would be surprised if they actually indicted Amber Geiger. Um, on the last podcast, I talked about the new district attorney they have in Dallas County uh, who thinks she should be charged with murder. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen with the new DA and see how they handle this case, especially uh, if she's not indicted on the, I think it's a manslaughter charge um, that they're reviewing now. But hopefully they'll change that to a murder charge. Um, also, I think it's in Florida. A white police chief has been sentenced to three years in prison for uh, basically putting black men in jail falsely. Um, there's no telling how many people that were falsely arrested and put in jail under this guy's watch and whose lives are ruined because of uh, him lying and falsely putting these people in jail and he's only doing three years. I mean, I guess that's something, but right now I'm just losing a lot of faith in the justice system because we've seen it time and time again um, where minorities are being shot and killed and nothing, there's really no justice. And then you have a white guy shoot up a school or a mall or a movie theater. He's taken alive. I just don't get it. And to have people defend these things and these actions, it just, I, I'm almost at a loss for words because I just don't know how bad it has to get um, for people to wake up and realize what's going on. Um, my skin color should not be used as a weapon. You know, a black dude with a brush or a cell phone in his hand is automatically shot and killed. They have a, a shoot first mentality when it comes to minorities. Um, but when it comes to white men with guns in their hand, they're less likely to shoot. They feel more threatened 
with the black man with nothing in his hand than a white dude with a gun. And there's something wrong with that. There's something seriously wrong with that mentality, that shoot first mentality. There was another video I saw, I want to say this was in Chicago, where uh, a black guy clearly did not have a weapon in his hand. His hands were out to the side. He still got shot and he's permanently in a wheelchair because of this. And there was no reason for this cop to shoot him. He could have used a taser. I mean, but you know, I can talk about this for days because it continues to happen. But until people that are least affected speak out just as much as the ones that are affected will continue to have these things happen. So I just wanted to get some of the more serious topics out of the way first and move on to uh, other things. Like tonight's Cowboys game against the Saints. Um, I definitely think the Cowboys are going to lose. The Saints, I think they're 10-1 right now. Drew Brees is having a career year, um, one of his best statistical years uh, he's ever had. And the Cowboys, they think they've won three straight games. Their defense is pretty good. But I think uh, the Saints have too much firepower. So I'm looking forward to watching that game. Uh, I hope the Cowboys can pull it out. But I do think this will be a Saints victory tonight. But either way, I'm just looking forward to a good game. Uh, Also, while I was off, um, I got a chance to watch some garbage TV and some of the the reality shows. 90 Day Fiance is one of my favorite. I do like a little garbage TV. I don't like the Housewives or anything, but 90 Day Fiance is one of my favorites. And also a friend of mine turned me on to Love After Lockup. That is the biggest train wreck I've ever seen, but I absolutely love it. Uh, If you haven't seen Love After Lockup, I highly recommend it. I think it's on WeTV, if I'm not mistaken. But basically, it's about people that are in relationships with people that are in jail or in prison. And they're about to get out. And how how the relationship goes after they get out of jail or prison. And it has been interesting, to say the least. Uh, I often wonder, with both of these shows if a lot of it is based on low self-esteem, especially 90 Day Fiance. Uh, If you've ever watched any of those episodes, a lot of those uh, couples, you know they're not going to make it. Or you know it's basically an arrangement. Um, You know, both of them are getting something out of this relationship. And it's more of, to me, it seems more of a fixed arranged marriage than actual true love. Now, it's not to say that some of them aren't truly in love, but if you watch it, you can tell who's in it just to get what they want out of this relationship. But Love After Lockup, if you like garbage TV, uh, I highly recommend it. it. It's entertaining. It will definitely hold your interest. And also, on the football note, I'm looking forward to college this weekend. Uh, University of Texas and Oklahoma playing for the Big 12 championship. I am an Oklahoma fan only because their starting quarterback, Kyler Murray, is from the city I live in. I watched him in high school. He's having one amazing year uh, after taking over the starting position at Oklahoma from a Heisman Trophy winner, Baker Mayfield. He's currently second in the running for the Heisman. And this dude is, he's an amazing athlete. Um, He's already signed a contract to play with the Oakland A's after this year. 
so he's not going to continue to pursue football, but he's going to baseball. But um, I think this is going to be a good game, and I love watching him play. Um, he doesn't get rattled under pressure, and he's just an overall great athlete. He has monster stats this year, too, so I wish him all, all the best in what he does uh, the rest of this year and during baseball. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about, there's a story going around about a Southwest uh, Airlines gate agent who took a picture of a boarding pass to post it on the internet. And the reason she took a picture is because the uh, passenger's name is spelled A-B-D-C-E. Again, that's A-B-C-D-E. And the mother said the name is pronounced Absidy. Um, the mother's upset because she feels like, you know, it's definitely unprofessional for her to do that. But on the other hand, what do you expect? When somebody sees a name spelled A-B-C-D-E, uh, that's definitely an unusual name. And I think one would expect to be uh, questioned or commented on with a name like that. You know, I think parents sometimes you have to look at how this is going to affect your child because I guarantee you, I think this child is like five years old currently and it just came out that this uh, child, uh, is she autistic or something like that? Oh, she has epilepsy, but um, that's neither here nor there. But if you name your child and you spell the name A, B, C, D, E, they're going to be teased. It's going to be questioned. I mean, that's just a given. I'm not saying that it's right, but it's just the truth. So I think as adults, when you're naming your kids, you have to think about those things because I can guarantee she's only five. It's probably only going to get worse once she actually starts school. You know, so those are things you have to think about when you come up with these very unique names such as that. Um, again, I do think the Southwest uh, agent was unprofessional. You have to be better than that. But I kind of understand it because that's not a name you will ever see again. And it's very unique uh, in my line of business. I come across a lot of very unique names. Uh, and I'm surprised and I often think, what was your mother thinking or what was your father thinking? But it's really none of my business. But in the end, um, as a parent, you're responsible for that. You have to kind of look at how that's going to affect your kids in the long run. And that's the name you chose. Um, and something mean that unique and kind of out of the box, it's definitely going to be questioned. So the last thing is my verbal middle finger. I'm kind of up in the air this week about that. I kind of wanted to give it to the lady who named her child Absidy. Um, and as usual, I could always give it to the dude in the White House because he's just so ridiculous. But I think I'm going to give it to the people of Mississippi who voted that racist in office. Uh, the lady who said that she would attend public hangings. The lady who said that uh, gerrymandering and voter suppression is a good thing. So the people of Mississippi, you get the verbal middle finger this week. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up for this week. Hope y'all have a blessed week. Talk to you next time. Peace.
What up, people? It is Friday, December 7th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast. Hope everybody had a good week. Um, I'm glad it's over, but unfortunately, I will have to work a little bit tomorrow, but it's all good. I'm not tripping about that. Um, have a lot of stuff I want to touch on this week. Uh, the first thing I want to say and just get this out of the way is to talk about that dude in the White House and how he's tweeting about the Mueller investigation almost every day, and he keeps saying how innocent he is. But innocent people don't have to keep saying they're innocent. Just let the people do their job. If you're truly innocent, let Mueller and his team do their job, and it'll come out in the end. But apparently, you must have something to worry about because you keep trying to convince everybody that you're innocent. When a lot of people that were around you are being indicted and some have already been sentenced to prison so it's not looking good for you buddy um and personally i hope whatever the truth is it comes out if you're guilty i hope you go down because you are ruining this country okay enough of that um what i wanted to talk about this week is dealing with mental illness and i was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she has an eight-year-old son and he has ADHD and uh, oppositional deficit disorder or something like that. And he's in therapy. And it just amazes me that an eight-year-old kid has to see a therapist because he has all of this pent-up anger for some reason. And he's been kicked out of school or suspended from school two or three times this year alone. Uh, He's had to transfer schools to a different school because he was on the verge of being sent to an alternative school at eight years old, I think second or third grade. And some of it, I think, is parenting. Um, He comes from a broken household. His mother and father are divorced uh, and they are not on the same page. And, you know, talking to her and she asked my opinion about certain things. And when I give her my opinion, I always preface it by saying, I don't have any kids, any biological kids. So this is just my opinion. I can only go on how I was raised, but my situation was totally different. Uh, my parents are still married to this day, uh, 44 years, and they're just good people. They've always been on the same page in most aspects of their marriage, financially, spiritually, Uh, parenting wise so I had very good role models to look up to parenting wise Uh, this little boy doesn't and I know she's doing the best she can um, with trying to discipline him but I think when she was married they instilled um, some things in this little boy that's gonna be hard to change he's spoiled he's a brat from everything I could tell and there haven't been a lot of consequences for his actions. Uh, I just, you know, when I hear them, the way they talk to this little boy, um, it, it just amazes me because they give him way too much authority over them. And because of that, he has no respect. If he doesn't get his way, he lashes out. Um, and he's become very aggressive with people. And at eight years old, that's just not a good thing. Um, you know, I try to be as supportive as I can, but, and, I've never dealt with anyone with those particular issues, um, so I'm not sure what triggers it and how to handle it, Um, but 
you know, she's going to counseling. She has him seeing a therapist. Uh, they're trying to do some family therapy. Uh, but I'm just not sure what, you know, will help this little boy. I mean, I know for me, the way I was raised, a good butt whooping would do the trick. You know, the way my parents raised me was, I knew that there were consequences for my actions. And I was whooped as a child. My mom would whoop me, my dad would whoop me. And what they did would probably be considered child abuse to this day. But I don't regret anything. I love my parents because I knew when I did something wrong, there were gonna be consequences. So that's why now, I always think about consequences before I do something to make a decision. That's why I don't make emotional decisions because I have to weigh out those consequences. I think that helped me get the analytical um, mind and personality that I have now. Because there are consequences for your actions, so I learned that from a very early age. Uh, and this little boy has not learned it. And if things continue to go the way they are, I can see him being in jail. And I would hate that for him and I would hate that for her. Um, she's doing what she can to correct it, but she needs uh, help and guidance herself. You know, uh, I've suggested and recommended some, she finds some uh, support groups for mothers with the same issues, with kids that have the same issues. So she's been doing that. Uh, and I just hope and pray that she can get this little boy the help he needs because he's bad. And I'm not sure a straight whooping would do the trick but he has to understand the consequences of his actions and i don't know how early it is to test for bipolar disorder or some type of mental illness but uh, my ex-girlfriend has bipolar disorder and she told me when we first met that she was being treated for bipolar disorder uh, she asked me if i knew what it was and of course i didn't i did a little research and what i found out is you know, there are different um, characteristics of someone with bipolar disorder. Some are promiscuous, check. Um, some are impulsive, check. Some are uh, not good with money, check. Um, some go through bouts of depression. Uh, I guess that's the mania. They have highs and lows where, um, you know, mood swings big time, check. So I dealt with all of that with her. and. Honestly, it, I didn't really know how to handle it. Um, dealing with the mood swings and the being financially irresponsible, those were two big things for me. And one thing I'm, I recognize now that I didn't recognize then is there was a, a, a time where she was calling into work almost every day and just laying in the bed sleeping all day. And me, I'm like, we have bills to pay, you need to go to work. I'm getting upset and we're arguing almost every day. I didn't understand that that was part of the mood swings and the depression. And that's eventually part of what broke us up because I felt like I couldn't sit there and take care of another grown person. When you have a good job and you're choosing not to go and we have bills to pay, I was just, I couldn't continue to do that. But looking at it now, uh, she was going through depression and that was a sign of depression. And also with the, that's part of the being financially irresponsible. Um, she was very impulsive. You know, at one point, her daughter who lived with us, I had bought all of her initial school clothes and we were going into the winter time and her daughter needed some additional clothes for the winter. And you know, me and her mom talked about it and 
she said, okay, I'll do it. Well, she went out and spent a hundred and something dollars on herself, didn't get her daughter anything, and then had her daughter lie to me about it and tried to hide it from me. And, you know, those are situations that just kind of helped end our relationship. Uh, it was just way too many arguments. Um, I didn't feel like I could trust her and I had to get out of that relationship. But I think a lot of those uh, things that I saw and experienced were not necessarily her just being irresponsible. It was part of her bipolar disorder. Uh, and, you know, a lot of uh, conversation has been going on over the past year or two, especially in the black community about people um, with mental illness and not seeking help for that. Um, sometimes that could be a stigma around it, um, but it's just, I've personally dealt with someone with bipolar disorder and it, it's hard if you really don't understand it. And, um, you know, my ex, I haven't talked to her in years. Uh, we broke up about five years ago and I probably haven't talked to her in three. Um, but I hope she's well. I hope she's getting the help she needs. I don't have any ill will towards her. Um, initially, I did. But, you know, I just, I hope she's getting the, the help that she needs so she can be a better mom to her daughters. Um, she definitely put her daughters in some uh, not the best situations at times, especially after we broke up. And I'm still in communication with her daughters. Uh, they're just like my daughters. You know, I send them stuff for their birthday. Uh, matter of fact, one of them, the oldest daughter that lived with us, she called me a couple of weeks ago and I sent her some stuff um, for graduation or early birthday present. Her birthday is in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's right before Christmas, so I actually sent her something for her birthday and Christmas. And I absolutely love those girls to death. I would do anything for them. Uh, they live about a four-hour drive from me, so whenever I get back down to Houston, I go see them. Um, you know, I'm cool with my ex's mother. She's like my mother, too. She refers to me as her son. But it was just dealing with someone with a mental illness is just really, really hard to do. Um, so I just I pray for her, even to this day. I don't wish anything bad on her. I never have to talk to her again, but I don't wish anything bad on her because if she could take care of herself, the better she'll be for her daughters. So that's um, that's how I feel about that. And also, I just, the way my parents raised me was just treat people the way I want to be treated. Uh, I'm far from perfect, but I do try to do the right thing um, as much as I can. Um, I definitely believe in being kind to people and just making the right decisions, not trying to screw people over. But obviously, a lot of people don't feel the same way. Um, and what I find is that one of the funny things is I have, I know who my core friends are, my real true ride or die, been in my life for 15, 20 years, friends that will have my back no matter what. I, I know who they are. But then I have a lot of associates who aren't necessarily friends, but people I, you know, I talk to every now and then, I hang with every now and then. Um, and it's funny how somebody can act funny with you or you reach out they don't reciprocate that you know you reach out a couple of times they don't reciprocate and then they decide oh they want to reach out to you will you treat them the same way now you the mean person and they play the victim um i have a, a perfect friend a couple of people well not even friend but a couple of people that do that um one girl she got mad at me over the stupidest reason and she didn't talk to me for six months and that's cool. I don't trip about stuff like that. I know 
You know, some people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And she was one of these people that's for a season. Didn't talk to her for six months, and all of a sudden she'll text me, hey, how you doing? Texting me, oh, I want to see you, I miss you. I'm like, I have a girlfriend, I'm cool, you know, nothing against you, but I don't have time for this nonsense if you're going to get mad at me over something stupid. Uh, you know, my real friends that have been around forever, we can disagree, we can agree to disagree, we can apologize to each other, and we can move past anything. But I just choose not to engage with people who aren't adult enough to discuss their issues with you, if you have them. Um, so again, I just try to treat people the way I want to be treated, and that's how I try to live my life. Uh, lately, my girl, she's been over here quite a bit, and she is getting in the Christmas spirit. Went and bought some lights for my patio, put some lights around the banister outside and around my patio door. She went and bought us these personalized stockings with our uh, names embroidered on them. Really nice, too. And she's hung them up in my apartment. Um, she already has some of my Christmas gifts wrapped. And, you know, this is probably my favorite time of year. Uh, and it's been a while since I've had a girlfriend for Christmas. So, you know, I got a couple of her presents already um, that I need to wrap and need to find some stuff to put in her stocking. But I am having a hard time finding stuff to put in her stocking. I'm not good with stocking stuffers. Now, I will buy some good gifts, but small stocking stuffers, things, I, I'm not good with that. And she's already put some stuff in mine. They're wrapped up, so I have no idea what it is. So I'm going to spend some time over the next week trying to find stuff to put in her stocking because I know she's waiting for that. But I appreciate this girl. She's such a, a sweetheart. Uh, she's a very thoughtful person. Um... And I'm looking forward to spending some time with her around the holidays. Uh, again, I'm going to have a couple of weeks off. And if she can get a couple of days off, I think I might want to take her up to the casino for a couple of days and just hang out, just me and her, and just get away for a minute. And I'm actually planning to spend New Year's with her and get a hotel room with the jacuzzi. So I already I'm, need to reserve that this weekend, but I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, I guess about... Three months ago, um, every now and then I like to call, I like to take what I call a staycation. I'll rent a hotel room in another city within like maybe a 30 minute drive of me just for the night, get out of my general area and normal surroundings. Um, so I did that for her about three months ago. It was a surprise for her. We had such an amazing time. I rented a nice hotel room. Um, we went to dinner first. When she came to my house, she was going to stay for the weekend. And I just told her, you know, don't bring your clothes in. I'll meet you at the car. Just put your stuff in my car. We went to the liquor store, got something to drink. Uh, went out to dinner first. Then we got to the room about 6 o'clock and didn't leave the room. You know, just really enjoyed each other's time. It was just like a, a staycation. You know, both of us had a chance to just relax. We had agreed. We weren't going to talk about any work issues, any personal issues. It was just going to be a time for us to really genuinely connect for the day. And that's what we did. And it was such a relaxing time. Um, I know she enjoyed it. So I think that's what we're going to do for New Year's Eve and bring in the New Year's together. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, on the parenting note, um, there was a video I saw on Facebook that's been gone viral 
where a dad is making his daughter walk five miles to school because she got kicked off the school bus twice this year for bullying. And that was his way of teaching her a lesson. I give kudos to that dude because we need more parents like that that uh, aren't afraid to discipline their kids. And there are other ways to do discipline other than spanking and whooping. Um, but no matter what, you're going to have people out there that disagree or have something negative to say. I don't care what it is. You could say, you know, I could post on social media, um, I got a heart transplant. Somebody will have something negative to say about that. Well, what about the person that died? And, you know, it's just... That's why the only social media I use right now is Facebook. I don't do Twitter, Instagram, any of that other stuff. Uh, and I only have people on Facebook, friends of mine that could actually see what I post. Because I don't have time for all that negativity. And I rarely comment on uh, posts that are public. Because, again, no matter what, there's going to be somebody negative that's trying to troll um, and get a reaction. It's just stupid. Uh, I just... I don't know. I just don't know why people are the way they are. And that's, again, why I go back to the treat people how you want to be treated stuff. Uh, because there are just some horrible people out there. No matter what, they they will find the negative in any good story. So, um, kudos to that dad and kudos to all the parents out there that discipline their kids and want their kids to be raised right. Uh, one thing I hate to see is, and what I've seen with my friend I was just referring to, um, the father of the child never thinks it's the, the son's fault. Uh, when the son got kicked out of school and they were talking about alternative school, he wanted the son to transfer because he thinks they're picking on his son. Your son choked another kid. Your son slapped the teacher's hand because the teacher was trying to get him under control. But yet you blame the school and the teacher for that. And it takes a lot for a school to want to send an eight-year-old to an alternative school. And it's like he's just putting the blame on everybody else when he doesn't even do anything. This dude doesn't even have a job right now, so he's not even paying child support. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I mean, I just, I pray they work that out because that is a a bad situation all around. Um, And the only person that's being affected the most is the child. So I just hate to see what's going to happen to this child later on if he doesn't get the help he needs. Um... So wrapping up this week's podcast, my verbal middle finger this week, and I didn't even get the dude's name because I don't even want to put it out there, but I saw a video of this guy sitting on the bench uh, on the sidewalk. It was a black guy, and as people were walking by, he was just flinching at them, trying to get them to jump. And a lady walked by, he flinched at her, and you know, just for no reason, and she kept walking. Well, another guy was coming by the opposite direction, He got up and pushed this guy in the street and the guy got hit by a truck. The truck actually landed on him and had to back up to get off of him. Um, Apparently the dude that was pushed, the victim, uh, he had collapsed lungs and some broken bones, uh, but the guy that actually pushed him, fortunately it was all caught on video. Uh, He's been arrested and I hope they charge his ass with attempted murder and I hope he burns in hell because this was an unprovoked attack. on an innocent person for no reason at all uh and it just and to me somebody that would do that is someone with a mental illness or something because there's no reason why you should just push a stranger in front of a truck or a vehicle period 
and try to injure them. Um, so he has been arrested. Um, I think they are going to charge him with attempted murder. And hopefully, you know, he'll get his time in court and hopefully he'll have to stay in prison for a long time because this innocent man is in the hospital fighting for his life with collapsed lungs and broken bones just for walking down the street. So that's my verbal middle finger this week. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, until next time, God bless. Peace.